And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. That's Adrian Chenault, and it's the Legacy Leadership Show. And we are going to have a blast today. We got, I am telling you, I tell everybody this, my favorite guest over all of my entire career has been Mark Victor Hansen, because behind the scenes, he's a better man than he is on the radio. And that's 90% different than almost every guest I've got. And he's levered it up tenfold because of his beautiful wife, Crystal. This is going to be an uh, unbelievable show. How you doing, Adrian? I am so good. I'm so happy that we're getting to do this today. It is going to be an amazing conversation. And I feel the same way. So I have renamed myself the Great Rememberer. So that's all I'm really good at is remembering people. I am the very, I'm not great at follow-up. I'm the Great Rememberer. So I got a shirt made in the whole shot. And my whole supposition as a result of you, Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen, is this. Remember, 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 ask. And I got that from you guys. The back end, to get to where I need to go, I had to remember people, remind them that I remembered them. And it was until we did your show the last time that I really was able to put a handle on what my life is going to look like over the next 40 years while I'm trying to keep up with you two. I'm very, very excited about that. And I just want to welcome you to the show and thank you both for coming on. Gosh, thank you, Tom. What a, what a warm welcome. I mean, we're just so happy to be here again with you. And the only way and to, Adrian and gosh, Adrian, of course, both. we love this family. Yes. We're, we're part of your family. Just so you know, we're going to come out and have meals free at your house. So. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yeah, we don't, we don't have a cash register, so it will be free. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so and, and it looked beautiful when you were kind enough to walk me around with the picture. But in answer to what you said, first of all, thank you. That is a, a very high honor. And second of all, because uh, we did this book called Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. The only way to move forward from the stuckness that everyone's feeling is to start to ask their way to their destiny and also ask their way to their future because asking is the answer. I mean, Einstein said it, now Crystal Markov said it, So, and I'm sure you said it on a multiplicity of shows. Well, yeah, because I'm just emulating what you guys said. You guys gave me form for that, and your book gave me form for that because it's the missing link. And so many of us have got so much pride and so much actual shame going on that we're afraid to ask. And it's the most important part, everybody. We've got to get you out of your head, into your heart, and into the hearts of other people. And you can ask your way there powerfully if you read this book. Don't you agree? I, I totally, totally agree. And, you know, I was thinking about it because I've recently have been spending some time revisiting The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogmandino. And oh, I love I love the, there's a parable at the beginning of this book that just was so heartfelt and so drew me into being in the right headspace to then receive the wisdom that this book imparts. And I just, I thought it was beautiful. And I, I don't know if, you know, that, that certainly isn't the only book ever to have done that, but I, I'm, I'm even curious if that was part of what inspired you to structure the book that way. Oh, with our um, the fable of Michaela, because our yeah. book does start with a parable, which is the yeah. fable. We love we love parables, too. And I, it wasn't just his book. I think uh, The Alchemist, you know, just a lot of books, because we just learn so quickly through stories. We understand stories. Stories have patterns as human beings. Right. We all sort of live inside of each other's stories. And there's so much to learn when we go through those stories and feel the emotions and the things that happen, we can see ourselves and feel ourselves in, in those scenarios. And so you were just mentioning connection, Tom. I mean, it's, it's that human connection. That's why we need to be connected to other people because we learn through each other. And um, that's why this asking journey is so important. We say there are actually three important channels to ask through which to ask. And those are ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And each one of those is a critical, important piece of your journey on this earth. And if you're not deliberately paying attention to those areas, to those channels, you will feel like something's missing. You'll feel like something's off. You'll feel like you're stuck and you can't move forward because the very vehicle that moves you forward is number one, the ask yourself part going, that's the self-reflection that's going inside and starting to wonder and spending that time with yourself saying, 
why am I feeling this way? What's really going on? Am I happy with the way things are going? What am I afraid of? You know, all of these things that we can start to ask ourselves. And as you ask those questions, you know, we say the first phase of that is where am I now? Where am I in my life? And the second phase is where do I want to be? And under each of those phases comes a lot of little sub questions. Where am I right now? Is it working? Am I happy? Am I on target? Am I moving toward my destiny? Because your destiny is super important. Everybody, you know, Mark and I have watched a lot of these uh, NDEs, the near-death experiences. And every single one of them who comes back without fail says, you know, they, they've been given a message. You're not finished yet. Nine <laughs> times out of 10, they go, you haven't, you, you haven't finished what you came to do. You still have things to work on. So we do have this destiny. And usually when people come back from that experience, they're so excited to come back to this life. Even people who have been on drugs and like OD, they go, I didn't see how amazing this life was and that I'm supposed to grasp onto everything, every experience and start living it with so much vitality. And the only way we can do that is continue to ask, you know, where am I now? Where do I want to be? What actions do I need to take to get there? Because this is your journey. This is it now. We need to take it. We need to engage with it every day. That's, that's so beautiful. And, you know, the, so we recently renamed the show, the legacy leadership show. And I think that, that the word legacy and the word destiny have so much kind of they're, they're intertwined. Right. And so, you know, hopefully we don't have to have that near death experience in order to realize the destiny that we have, the legacy that we want to leave and to begin living into that. And so, you know, Crystal, as you, as you wrote this book and, and just from your own life experiences, you know, what, what can we do to get a clearer sense of, of what that destiny is that we're living into in this lifetime? Well, you know, I, I think when we go through difficult times, those are some of the best opportunities to find out where we need to go. And that's the case with Mark and I. And we, we both realized as we started writing this book and understanding the power of asking, we realized that every single time we were stuck. We were out of options, uh, you know, bankrupt, almost homeless, um, you know, no place to live. All of these things that happen to people in, in our lives that the thing that got us out of it was this awareness that we needed to ask a question. We, we started asking each of us respectively. And then when we've been in difficult situations together, we started asking those questions, you know, um, I have been on, you know, I was a, a single mother with a little baby on my hip about and really about to get turned out on the street when I, and I was turning those, uh, my food stamps over for groceries when a question came to my mind and it hit me so impactfully. I had an instant paradigm shift. And the question was, am I doing the best I can, or am I taking the easy way out? And the second my mind somehow presented that question, I knew the answer and it gave me strength and it gave me power and it gave me energy. I knew I wasn't doing the best I could. I knew there was something else inside of me. I had no idea what it was, but, the, but just by feeling that question and answering it, it, I, I went home and I, I said to myself, I will never, I'll never uh, do this again. I'll never, apply for food stamps again. And I just started asking questions. Who would hire me tomorrow? What do I have? And all of these answers started coming to me. I remembered hearing on the radio, you know, Kelly services. I applied for Kelly services. I started doing all kinds of jobs. I made enough money to uh, put myself through real estate school, you know, and within um, a year and a half, I was became the, the top realtor for the biggest home builder. And I was doing modeling jobs. And and I had the best in, uh, insurance benefits for myself and my little boy. I mean, it was a, an absolute 180 degree pivot. And it just came from literally following this little breadcrumb trail of asking a question, <clears throat> listening to the answer and really realizing there's something beyond you. You are not alone. Even if you don't have an awareness with, uh, of God and this magnificent universe, if you'll just stop and tap into that just a little bit, you will start to feel it. You will start to get the answers. That's why the asking God is, is such an important part of this because those answers and even the questions will start to come to you if you just open up. 
So I don't pray for people. You know, I've been sober 33 years and thank you. People ask me all the time about how to get sober and they know how to get sober. Everybody knows how to lose weight. Everybody knows how to make more money. It's I don't pray for you to be able to get sober. I don't pray for you to be able to lose weight. I don't pray for you to be able to make more money. I pray for you that gift of desperation that you had that day where you decided for yourself, I will never apply for food stamps again. Yeah. Because that's when the tipping point happened and you said, nothing's going to stop me. I'm asking for help. I'm going to Kelly services. I'm going to work myself through real estate school. I'm telling you, I'm on this earth to do something and by goodness, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to have some people help me pull me up that rope. If I can't do it myself, that's up that rope, up that mountain, up that whatever. Yeah. So whatever I said, I meant. So anyway, that's, that's so beautiful. And it's all you women out there that are going, what do I do? The answer is do something. No, even if it's wrong. Right, Mark? Right. Because the inner knower, there's two parts to you. There's the external, but there's the internal. And the internal is what creates legacy. The internal creates leadership. The internal, the divine sense of you has never been poor. The divine sense of you has never been lonely. The divine sense of you has never been drunk. The divine self of you has never been sick. And if you start asking yourself, what is the divine legacy that I'm supposed to leave that we're calling destiny? Because You are coded at birth at DNA and RNA. And there's a movie out now by uh, Mel and Benedict on on YouTube that really has got us. And the guy died. He was an atheist. And and what he did is he literally saw that he chose to be sick with brain cancer, chose to die. And God said, no, no, not only are you not going to be an atheist, you're going to go back and you're going to really live a good life and you're going to do something important. And you've got to ask yourself, what is that? Because you can ask God, but God comes out this way and says, you got to get definite with the infinite. And once you're definite with the infinite, the infinite gets definite with you and says, yep. It's like an ever opening lotus of wonder and excitement, like Crystal was saying. And, and we're there right now. And I'll just do back to what Adrian had asked about our, our wonderful book. We said we wanted to match and surpass the 150 million sold by Alchemist and 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 my friend Agmandino did a really good job with his book, The Great Salesman. But the people that are making that movie right this minute in Morocco have just come to us and said, look, America doesn't have a fable. The fabulist, uh, you know, the ugly duckling is uh, Hans Christiansen from your home country. We got to take a hard break. So don't move for one second. We're coming back. This is, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. It is the now, it's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Tom and Adrian Chenault. I can't even say the new name. We'll be back <laughs> right after this. That was like the worst out I've ever heard in my life. That's okay. (laughs) We have a good guest, so they'll stick around. We have two good guests. They'll still stick around. And by the way, we're getting nice love letters down at the bottom from Richard Bliss. Oh, how about that, I know it. He's trying to get something out of you. I guarantee it. He wants an (laughs) autographed copy or something. I was on a seminar with him last night, and I'm telling you what. I was on there for an hour and a half, and he brought the rain at a level I would not believe. He's... That really? old boy has not lost his touch. So really, really cool to see that. He, he has one heck of a house, too. The second biggest house on uh, Lion. Uh, uh, Lanai. Uh, Lanai. Yeah. And, uh, next to the guy who uh, started Oracle. His house. Those are the two biggest houses. There he is. Can he hear us right now? He can. He he's he's loud and clear, man. He's following along. He's throwing your link up to go get the book, which you got to go do. And this is the best. Yeah, he's our <laughs> he's our PR guy, Sean Murphy. Unbelievable, I Kyle know. Wilson. Yep. Unbelievable these people. Awesome. These guys know. All these awesome. guys are all awesome friends, people. and we're very thankful for every one of them. We're shoulder rubbers. That's exactly right. <laughs> shoulder rubbers. So that. when we inside of the book, ask. You know, I, I love that's so congruent with what we're talking about in contact mapping, because really you have to you have to surround yourself with the right kind of people and you have to be willing and able to ask. You have to know how to ask. And so my question and whichever one of you wants to take it is, you know, how do you figure out who in your life you should be asking? You know, I think when you're when you take this entire journey and you really focus on all aspects of it 
you will know exactly who you're supposed to be asking. If you're, if you're really continuing every morning to ask yourself and ask God, because really the way I start my day and, and Mark's the same way is I wake up and I say, who do I want to be today? You know, who do I want to be today? How am I going to show up today? Who do I want to be for my husband, you know, to my husband, who do I want to be to my children, to my colleagues, to my friends? Um, what difference do, can I make today? You know, how can I be my best this very day? You know, what, what do I need to look for that would just be a little improvement over what I did yesterday? Um, because I know each one of us is here to contribute. We're just, we're contributing just by our presence. And I think that's what people really need to start to understand. I think some people are just so hard on themselves. They're like, oh, I wasn't massively successful in this or, or I had a failure in this relationship or this business. So they start to look at themselves as a failure, like they're not worthy. They're not, you know, there's a worth, sense of worthlessness. And that's never true. You are here to just be present in this life. And if, if you can just be present to the day, present to the divinity inside of yourself um, that is really God inside of you. You know, people think that we all are taught, you know, in church that God is like, we get this image of God being in some faraway place in the, in the sky. And there's no way that's true. We literally are living with God inside of us, right? The, all of the energy of God is inside of us and we get to be creators. So Love Every that. day, I think we, we need to encourage people to just wake up and go, what am I here for today? What do, how do I want to show up in this day? Bring us back. All right. We're going to come back to the main show. I, I love that. And uh, we can keep building on it on the next break. But thank you, Crystal. Yeah. Welcome back. Legacy Leadership Show. Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault. And it is our honor to have these two people. <laughs> I just love them both. They are terrific human beings and unbelievably accomplished authors and teachers of authoring to other people. And that's pretty exciting stuff. It's really cool. And yeah, it's going great. I want to talk real quickly in this short segment about your new magnificent obsession, Mark, which is your new library, because I'm in love with what you're doing there with Tom Black and those people and just incredible, incredible work. And I think you're going to change the world yet one more time, and you're going to run down Ogmandino. So take it away. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you. Um, look, I've been more blessed to sell more books than anybody. 318 books, sold a half billion books, more times than number one New York Times, which is the big list in America. Uh, according to Guinness Book of Records, nobody's touched it as much as I have that touched the hem of the garment. But we had two guys come to us six months ago that you mentioned. One is Tom Black and the other is Michael Butler. And they said, you've done it the hard way. Are you interested in moving the easy way? And I go, look, there is no easy way to sell books that I, I know of. They said, look, well, fiction last year in 2020, during the height of COVID confinement cocoon, sold $47 billion worth of books. I went, oh, my gosh, I think I could do fiction. And they said, no, no, we want to do it even different. We want to call it the Mark Victor Anson Library. We'll make you the publisher. We've got 49 uh, ghosts people that really want to write and most people 95% of the people can't write a book and we'll start at the end we come up with this great title then we come up with a great cover and then we learn all the principles philosophies and, and things that are important to that individual and then we write their book and and uh, we're taking over a couple different markets but one is called senior romance fiction and and in america i don't i'll just ask each of you i got an idea tom you'll know how many people are over 50 in america i don't know but it's a pile of them because they all live in my neighborhood <laughs> adrian what would you guess percentage wise sir percentage wise 30 percent of the population 50 so what happens is when you've got that much population and, and look, scholastics having its problem because store uh, schools are not open everywhere, which is unfortunate and something we, we think everybody should get an education, have freedom and freedom to go to education and all that. But so we said, wait a second, all these seniors are buying books. They got 70% of the wealth in the world. Why don't we write with them and for them and through them and create it? And the first book we did, which was we've had, you've had on our shows, Mitzi Purdue, who's- Oh, I love her. 
Only, yeah, we love her. It's the only double heiress in America. I mean, she came out to a think tank with us in the last couple of weeks. But the first book was called Rich Widows, you know. Uh, and what happens is, isn't it a great title? <laughs> Unbelievable. So we've got a whole series like that. And we're just, we are having a ball because we're saying, hey, wait a second. We want to work with everybody that wants work with us. They come to MarkVictorHansonLibrary.com because Obviously, the first library was Alexander the Great. He conquered the world and then built Alexandria and said, this is all the wisdom of the world. And then the second library that made any sense was Andrew Carnegie, my hero, who created 2,509 libraries in America with all of his wealth and said, everybody's got to have it. And the mistake was he gave it away free. If he charged a dollar, we would have more than 1% of us going to the library. So I said, wait a second, let's do library 3.0 and have the Mark Victor Hansen library.com really transfer the whole world and use contact mapping so everyone finds out who they are and then starts to meet all the other people and really creates a legacy of leadership from the inside out because you got to lead yourself or you can lead anyone else. Wow. Isn't that the greatest? That's the coolest thing. I've ever <laughs> I know it. And the seniors, I mean, I am telling you, think about that. You know, all the rich widows, Mitzi Purdue is a character in her own right. But just think of all the stories of these people over 65 that people are writing off that have time to tell us the story, time to be in a book, time to actually have a book written. This is brilliant. And I think you, how about this Tom Black guy? I mean, I'm going to talk about on one Sunday, he ran, he's like 60 years old. He ran 60 miles on one Sunday. On his 67th birthday. Yep, he, he's unbelievable. He ran yeah. 67 miles on his 67th birthday. I love how you have him running. Yeah, that's what he was doing. He was just running right along. It was a, on his 100th birthday, plans to write, run 100 miles yeah. on his 100th birthday. So, you know, he's a guy that really wants to do it because everyone needs to author their life. Wouldn't you like to know what your parents, grandparents, and great-great-grandparents did, said, thought, felt, how they moved, what they had or didn't have, who they suffered with? how they overcame their own problems. I mean, I would love to read about my ancestors and we're going to be the first one that leverages everybody because we want everyone to to read, to be freed. And if you write, you read more. And it's just the most wonderful combination, the one-two punch that anyone's ever done as far as I'm concerned. That is just about the coolest thing. And I'm telling you, well, look at Richard Brook. I mean, he's a candidate. He's a senior now. So that'll be awesome. So you're going to have to. Yeah, we love him and his, we love his wife great. even better. Richard they're the, two oh, of they're the cutest people. They're yeah, I, I was talking to him on the way down because I, I wanted to know if there were any questions we should ask you that he was afraid to ask. And he gave me a couple, but no, no not really. But yeah, he's, a, <laughs> not afraid he's adorable that. and we're going to put him on he's a show invincible. next. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to go to the break. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show on the Genesis Communication Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I was just getting ready to wind up. You you thought about asking another question. Yeah, it was unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I get so mesmerized, and I've been doing radio so long. It's really hard to get me to to not pay attention to the clock. But with you guys, I've done it twice on this show already. Uh And he's been stabbing me with a pen just making sure I was paying attention to it because I'm paying too much attention to you. Aww. So that's, I'm well, proud that's, of that. That's a compliment. Thank you. That's yeah. But, but don't make your dad all black and blue or <laughs> just find out a dad time. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's well, I'll be nice to him. That's so, right. You, uh, you know, let's talk about this great remember thing and what we're doing tomorrow. Cause I, I think this all ties in, right? Like what this concept of legacy, this concept of, taking incredible people like Mitzi Purdue and carrying their stories into the world. And, you know, even if you're not doing that, you know, that's sort of the grand scale, but we get to do that. You, you've made a life out of doing that person by person on a micro scale that has turned into something big, right? F you, Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody hates F you and I don't blame them because those are, that just stands for something. That is reprehensible, F you. Follow-up. We hate follow-up. Follow-up is a terrible thing. And we know that. But if you just change in your mind the word follow-up and get rid of F you and make it remember, and all you do is make a mission of remembering people, 
I'm yes. telling you, Mark did something to me in this show that was that warmed my cockles just a few seconds ago when he remembered that we were on the phone and I flipped him to FaceTime and I walked him around my house and he remembered that. And that just made me feel good. When you told me the mango story, Crystal, on the show the last time, yeah. I mapped that because it was like the most endearing, beautiful story I've ever heard. And so everybody wants to be remembered. He or she who remembers most wins. And what you want to make sure is you remember and document or document actually and remember those people, those things that aren't on social media, those things that no one knows. That's when the that's when the remember really makes sense. Right. Totally, totally true. And, you know, I was I was talking the other day to a gal named Nancy and she and her husband Sorry, she and her father started a newspaper in South Florida that turned into this thing that had this huge legacy. And it was this really important story to her upbringing and, and building this thing and helping her dad to create this company. And she shared it in a kind of in an offhand sort of it was a feature of a story that she was sharing in a conversation that we were having. And yeah. I brought that back up to her subsequently in a conversation. And it was like our our entire relationship turned on that moment. And I think that is that's the impact that we get to have on people when we care enough about them to remember their stories. We care enough about their story to document it so that then in the future we are able to bring that back to them and to, to, to reflect it back to them. It's one of the most honoring things you can do. Speaking of remembering, I have to remember one more thing. What's that? How much I love Denise. because <laughs> She's watching. Hello, honey. We're in the commercial. So yeah. So yeah, I love my wife with all of my heart. Oh, that's so sweet. Hi, Denise. Denise, we think the world of you too. And we look forward to coming out and having. Denise should be on next time. Yeah. Yeah. She should be on every time. Just so you know, we're coming to a meal sometime soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That'll be exciting. Yeah. So here's the deal. So, in in the spirit of remembering, if you people will learn that and learn it where you're, when you meet somebody, you interview them. And then you document it and then you put it on a rotation of remembers people will absolutely be blown away because no one does it and the most important people in the professions that i'm in are the worst at it and i generate remembers all the time and literally have everything documented so i can tell when i'm being remembered back do you know who troy mcknight is yeah he remembered me today and this guy from texas and he came right out of the blue And it was so beautiful being remembered by him because it's so rare that somebody out remembers me. Please get good at that, you guys, and you win the game. Contactmapping.com forward slash what? App, but comment remember and you can join us tomorrow for something special. Oh, we're doing this big deal that I forgot to tell them about. And it's free. (laughs) Free. Hey, hey, Brooke, you ever heard that word? Free. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. We're coming back. And we're back. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Tom Chenault, Adrian Chenault, Crystal, and Mark Victor Hansen. And now I want you to ask you something. This has got me troubled a little bit. Okay, so Mark Victor Hansen, did you keep your maiden name just because you wanted three names too? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question, and I'm glad you asked it because it's so squirrely that I have three names too. But what happened was... When I met Mark and we decided to get married, I was just going to take his name. I thought it was very romantic. And mm. so I was going to drop the Dwyer. I, Dwyer was my previous married name. And so I was just going to drop it. And then we were, uh, my internet gal was looking at my stuff and she said, oh, you can't do that. She said, we already have over 2 million impressions of Crystal Dwyer. If you just drop the name, you're just losing traction. You can't do that. And so I'm like, what do I do? What if I just tack the name Hanson on the end? I mean, don't they do that in Spain? You just keep adding names. Sure. All your life experience. I figure, oh, well, you know, my kids, my girls still have that name. I'll just add. I I asked Mark, I'm like, are you okay with that? And he said, sure. You know, Mark is so, (laughs) Mark doesn't have any jealousy or like weirdness or insecurities. He's like, sure, why not? You've had that name. So it just became that. I just added Hanson on the on the end, and it's worked out. So it, we each have three names. I think I, I think in the, in 2022, you ought to 
adopt the moniker Countess. <laughs> Countess Crystal Dyer Hansen. By the way, as a legacy <laughs> leadership, I think you ought to give her the Countess and and me the Count Award. That's what I mean. I agree. Countess. There you go. Contact. Be fantastic. I'm in. I'm I'm in. in. This is, we will, this is, uh, we, we, it is now so. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Can I go back to what you said about this contact mapping? It is, it's really hitting me because there have been so many times in my life where just randomly I will, you know, I haven't gotten together with someone or a friend or someone I met a while ago and I go, oh yeah, you had, and I'll start telling them a story about themselves. And I remember the details because I just thought it was a really interesting story or something about them that, that touched me or affected me or I thought was cool. And they are so blown away. Yeah. Tom, you're right. They're like, I can't believe you remember all those details. I, I almost forgot them, you know? And I'm like, no, it's, but it's awesome. Yeah. And it, it just really affects people in a deep way. It's something that I've just always done naturally. Cause I think it's, I love people's stories. And it's cool. And I lock into them and I just try, I always try to learn things, but you are right about this contact mapping. It's huge. It's like, it really matters to people. There's a zillionaire named Alfred Nixon, who's 31 years old and he's making so much money in network marketing. And he's this aristocratic kid. And he walked in, I, I just spoke at GoPro this weekend. So there were 76,000 people there and we went to Eric's big circle in the round and it was so yeah, big. Everybody's having these five thousand dollar suits on, and I look like Colombo. And this guy, <laughs> I walk up and shake hands with this guy named Alfred Nixon, and he goes, "Tom Chanel, Tom Chanel, you're the guy that's always texting me." I go, "Yeah," because you never want to give me your phone number, Crystal. I don't have your phone number, and you should be blessed because you can ask Mark. I wake him up at three o'clock in the morning, just telling him I love him because I do not. I am obsessed with not being forgotten. Oh, I am obsessed so with good. being remembered myself. So I know everybody's the same thing. So I am the great rememberer and it works. I love it. Wrong or right. <laughs> right. That wouldn't be a bad title for your book, The Great Rememberer. Great. Amen to that, baby. <laughs> You're the guy who I was trying to get the restraining order. <laughs> I didn't realize you were all like, oh, okay. Yeah. And all you have to do for all of you that are watching is just say delete. I'm gone. <laughs> Maybe. So take it away. I would I would not oh, delete you if you said that to me. I would take that as a challenge. So go ahead. <laughs> we got there the guests of the show. Oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, I don't know if Google is right or not, Mark. But are you seventy three years old? Is that right? Seventy four. Just a couple of days, January eighth. So keep those cards and letters coming. Coming around the corner. Okay, so turning seventy four on January eighth, and just energetically. I mean, you. You are getting old by the world standards and by your own belief. I just can feel that you, you know, you have so much more left to do so much left in the tank. I, I would imagine you almost feel like you're only just getting started. And I, I feel 28 inside and I've got written goals of over 1500 that we want to do. And we talk about them every day. And like, cause of the ask book, when we were starting to write the ask book, we just happened to sit at Mother's Market in Coast Mesa, and there's a man of the cloth next to us who's 92, and said, do you guys want to know the secret to a happy, lasting, sustainable marriage? And I didn't want to talk to that guy at all, but he said, look, I'm head of Billy Graham <laughs> Industries, and we found only one thing works. And I said, okay, good. What's the one thing? I saw the movie with the one thing, but what's the one thing? He said, you got to pray out loud every morning and every night yeah. with your spouse. Yeah. And we wow. Done, and it really works i mean we put it in the ask book because we said wait a second this is a tip i'd never heard before mm -hmm. we you know we prayed in groups we prayed in church but you don't pray in front of your spouse very much and and so we've made it a practice and it really works i mean you can tell that our uh we are a force field together that is pretty much unstoppable and invincible as far as i'm concerned and back to your question i feel like i said 28 inside and i plan on live to be at least 127 options for renewal because the Bible promises Genesis 6-3, you should live at least minimum 100 years. So that's that's called a good beginning. I love that. I I'll love never that. forget the first time I ever interviewed you. Yeah. You were with Art Linkletter and you'd oh, just right. written a book, How to Make the Rest of Your Life the Best of Your Life. Yes, and he sir. had just started another solar company and I can't remember how old he was, but it was up there and you two were adorable. I got to go. He was 98 it. at the time. He, is that unbelievable? 
Yeah, by the way, he would call us every Sunday. And uh, no matter what, so he said, cute. I'm going to take a position and you just take the opposite position. We're going to argue this through. I said, well, you got five kids and 38 grand grandkids. Why are you doing that with us? He said, well, first of all, I love you guys and you're willing to do it. My own kids and grandkids <laughs> won't do it. And he was just, he was wonderful. He was adorable. He was still pushing the edge of the envelope. He and I had won the Horatio Algier Award. Crystal's daddy had owned all the Kentucky Fried Chicken in Mexico uh, with art. So fortuitously, Crazy. before we got married, I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, wow. we were, we had, My dad we had, knew art. Yeah, it was very close friends. It's I mean, crazy. one time they're down in uh, Mexico and, and dived off the boat and and her dad was freaked out, said, where the heck did art go? Did the shark get him? <laughs> and a mile and a half later, he won. Now, you may not remember, but art was our Olympic champion swimmer in 1924. And his joke was, you know, to get through school during the Depression, he had to uh, be a lifeguard down in San Diego. Tough work. And he said, every woman needed mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. <laughs> so silly. Wow. So he was so silly. We loved art. That is what? completely, that's, that's as good as the melon story. As, yeah, so the mango story, that's going in your contact map there, Crystal. I can't believe it. I know. Isn't that crazy? Because, um, yeah, Art Linkletter was such a thing when I was growing up. And he and dad did some business together in Mexico. My dad uh, ended up, well, did doing Kentucky Fried Chicken. He opened the Kentucky Fried Chicken franchises in Mexico. And Art was a part of that with him. And, yeah, they were down on, uh, my dad moved his boat down there. and uh, Mazatlan. Yeah, in Mazatlan. And uh, he did, Art did scare him. He, he dove in and he swam so far out. My dad, they thought he was, he drowned. They're like, they started getting really nervous because he just disappeared. Like, and he wasn't coming up. He wasn't coming up. He wasn't coming up. And dad's like, what the hell? You know? And suddenly he's like way out on the horizon. He just sees this head pop up. Oh, that would freak you out. He was freaked. He's like, he was such a strong swimmer. Even he was swimming at the at the hotel pool when you guys were touring the book. So when we did your show, uh, it was the day the, uh, YouTube started in whatever they got a billion, 200 million, and he's knocking at the door at six o'clock and, and he's standing there all wet in a in a bathrobe at my suite. And I go, what are you doing? He said, you're supposed to be done swimming with me at five o'clock. I swim for an hour every day. I go, it helps if you make an invitation. Before, <laughs> you know, we're in New York City. And and uh, he said, well, what do we got to do? I said, we, here's all the shows we got to do today, but I think you better get on clothes and and we went to be on Neil Cavuto's show, and we're down getting makeup uh, right after that, a few minutes later after he got in a suit on. And uh, down comes Bill O'Reilly, who had the biggest show at the time, and said, you made me successful, Art Linkler. You and Mark are going to be on my show. I kicked everybody else off this afternoon. You're on my show. And, I mean, talk about contact mapping. I mean, Art would never have known that that had happened. It's like, because I've do it, done all these things, like with my book, One Minute Millionaire, we've been on so many shows that people say, I made $30 million because I read your book, One Minute Millionaire. And I go, really? I mean, because there's no way for them to contact because if they write Random House, which is a great publishing house, they're not going to forward letters. I mean, they are busy. Yeah. Wow. Aren't those like? stories rich? But I mean, people walking up to you all the time and telling you how you touched you know, that One Minute Millionaire. I didn't read that book. I ate it. <laughs> I, I did. I swear to God, it was like one of the most important books of my life. And in fact, we ought to go revisit it. You ought to reprint that thing and get it because it's as relevant now as it ever was. So thank you. That's so that's exciting. Story, yeah. So you got it. I mean, you got a lot of life left to live if we're going from 127. But I, I want to ask you, you know, this. This is an important question to this show. Uh, Shoot, I, sh- I better I better hold it until after the break. This has been I can't believe this long section has gone by. We still got two minutes, but this is more than a two minute question. So after the break, I'm going to ask you how you're thinking about your legacy. But before we get to this break, let, let's talk about that. You know, the, this art link letter and the these people who have been part of your journeys along the way. You know, how how did you maintain those? critical relationships from when you were, you know, a scrappy, you know, scrappy and early on and just first connecting and then turn these into these amazing collaborators, Mark. Gladly. As soon as a break, uh, I'll do it. Or you want me to do it right now? No, we got, we got about a minute and a half. So, so talk just a little bit about that. Okay. So uh, back when I began, I was nobody from nowhere. I was born in a blue collar city. My parents 
uh, were basically illiterate because they'd come from Denmark at a tough time when Hitler came in. My uncle was uh, head of the, um, created the black bands for the king, and we took all the Jews into Denmark from Germany. And uh, he comes, he's 14 years older than my father and comes up and kisses my dad's cheeks and says, Uncle Sven said to my, my father, Paul, you're out of here. Here's $100 of passport. So I grew up having to work and buy my own clothes since I was nine. So I sold. So suddenly I'm selling seminars and people say, do you have that in a book? And I go, wow, I could do a book. So I, the first book I did was Stand Up, Speak on Win and, and to little audiences. I was doing just little insurance audiences back in Long Island, New York, and Manhattan, and Brooklyn, and the five boroughs. And I sold 20,000 copies the first year at $10 each, took in $200,000. And and your dad will tell you, in 1974, that's big money. That's like $2 million bucks. Man, I bought me a Chrysler Cordoba car with Corinthian leather, just like he said. With Corinthian leather. <laughs> the, the car didn't matter. The Corinthian letter did. Oh, according to did. So, and later on, I got to go to his house for dinner. So we got to take this question. You just keep mumbling along, and pretty soon you get to meet everyone. Stick around a minute. We're going to take a break. This is the Genesis Communication Network. These shows go way too fast. Thank you, Ted Anderson, for letting us be on for 12 years. We'll be back right after this on Legacy Leadership. You're the best, Mark, and thank you. I'm sorry. I gave, I still gave you too big of a question, but you are. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to ask as many as you want. If we go like, over time, that's good. Yeah. You are. That's just awesome. So so that, this is actually, this is a good question for the break. So so you you all of a sudden you start meeting, you you did that first book. You start meeting these people and what starts happening? Like how did, how did it catch fire the way that it did for you? What happened is I had started with three by five cards and I had a Rolodex and then I had a network and then I'd carry around a whole uh, network book with everybody that I knew in it. So if I have to call up Tom, I, I look at all the other Toms or, or Chanel or whatever. And, and, you know, it was amazing. And I'd stay in touch with them because yeah. like Crystal said, when you start asking yourself these poignant questions, your mind just illuminates and, and uh, goes on, on red alert and fire and, I, you know, people go, how many calls do you make a day? And, and when I started, Tom, your dad will remember this, but I used to have 20 uh, dimes in my pocket. Oh, yeah. There's no cell phone, man. You had to go to the pay phone and pay. And then if I was in Tom's office it, and he was nice to me, which was unlikely, you know, a cool <laughs> True story. <laughs> Is it if you had a phone on your desk and you said I could use it, man, I was in heaven. But that didn't happen very often, did it in the old days, Tom? I used to be a bookie with a with with the payphone, so I had to have like a great big bag of dimes because it was horrible. Because I'd be firing, you know, you'd call all these guys back, and you're calling on every phone in the laundromat. And people so pissed off at you, it was unbelievable. You brought back a great memory with the roll of dimes. That's just the best of the best. Boy, I bought more roll of dimes than anything. I mean, that is amazing. We kept the silver in in circulation, I'll tell you. Yeah. And then you got the backpack with that pay phone, remember, and your phone with your phone. Oh, God, life is so good now. It's a lot easier. But it's, it's so amazing you said that because. You know, really what contact mapping is, those those old ways of doing it with the index card system, with the the dimes in your pocket, with these things, that was the stuff that really worked. And all this newfangled stuff has totally lost track of the fact that you're just out there having enough activity, talking to human beings, giving a dang, remembering their stories, following like just doing the basics well is everything. And that has become this lost art, and the technology has lost that that whole narrative along with it. I got, I got your fortune. I figured out where it is. Yeah. The new phone comes out January second from Tesla. As you know, it's a solar charge. You put it in the sun two hours and charges for a week, and it, it does motion pictures. It does everything, and it, it does the forty thousand satellites he's got up. You need to do contact mapping and put that in as a first app because he Wouldn't is. That be cool? He says he is going to melt down. Apple. I'm not here to tell you to do that. I'm telling you to you do this with Tesla because I think people are going to go crazy for his. You're a hundred percent right. Go look at go look at YouTube tonight. The new Tesla phone. It's got twelve features so that cool. don't exist anywhere else. I mean, I I don't know where you're at with Elon Musk, but I think he's a. We have a P100D Tesla. We got that bad to the bone one. 
We've had a Tesla for six years. We love the guy. Yeah. So, incredible. Yeah. So I'm calling, I'm not calling you to get the YouTube address. I'm calling you to get his home phone number. So I'm calling I, you in a little while. All I right. wish I had it. If I had it, we'd use it. We don't All right. It. I'll get it and give it to you. There I'm going to make that a challenge. What One do you of us has right. to get it. So this is the stuff that matters. So just comment the word remember. I'm going to throw this back up here for one second. Comment the word remember. Join us on this thing we're doing tomorrow. It will be way, way worth your time. And we're going to come back right now. And we're back. Final segment. Big question. Adrian's going to ask Mark and Crystal what the future looks like for this power couple that are just getting started. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Take it away, buddy. Yeah, I'll let my lady go first. What's the yeah. future? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You, I, I, and this is the beautiful thing. This is a shared legacy that you're creating together. And yeah. so, what? How do you think about that legacy that you want to leave behind and that you want to carry out into the world? I think for me, I mean, and for both of us, I'll just, but I'll just speak for myself. It's just so important to me that that we, I, we leave the world better than than when we came you know we leave it better in some way that hopefully uh we can touch as many lives as possible and make at least a little bit of a difference and always a positive difference and i think um really my focus in this next decade is to help people understand their own intrinsic value it is so magnificent and i just to think that people want to take their own lives is such a sad thing. It's, it, it only means that they have no idea who they are, yeah. what they are here for, what their true purpose is. And it's not to become a millionaire and, you know, and all of these other, you know, artificial goals. I mean, these goals are fun. It's fun to create money. It's fun to do all these things. But the most important thing is just to be fully human. And, and express in the most beautiful human way that you can. And I think one thing you mentioned before in the break we were talking about is, you know, you're talking about the rolls of dimes and how used to, Mark used to have to go out and you guys and Tom, you're plugging your dimes into the pay phones and, and having to go out and actually meet people. It is so convenient now with uh, cell phones and computers. We do everything so fast and we process so quickly, but there is a detachment that's happening. We're, we're getting a little more detached from, from one another. And so I think in this next decade, we, we really want to figure out how we can become just more connected in a very real human way. We, there's like literal light energy that flows off of each one of us, right? There's light. There's actually music. There's like a symphony of, of sounds coming off each one of us. And that does something to another human being when we're together sharing space, it really does something physically. And so I think that's why people get so bereft and so sad. It's like, we're not getting enough of that human contact. And this is wonderful. I mean, even in this space, we can feel each other's essence and, and light to a certain degree, but, but it's just, it's so important to, to be present and to gather and to really Look, remember that person in front of you is, is a divine being it, made of God stuff, just like you're made of God stuff. And that it, it really changes the way that you treat everyone. You're, you're, talking to, you're talking to a piece of God, a part of God right there. That sent a shiver down my spine for real. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I would add to that, that we've been studying Dr. Greg Braden's stuff and, and I've never physically met him, but we love this guy. And what he's saying is, Headspace is really nice, but heart space is 40,000 times more powerful. And now at 0.01 hertz, we can see that that's what manifests. And, and what Crystal's saying, that's the real interface is that when, you know, when you're really close to somebody, you open start to open up your heart. And when two hearts open up, it really goes. And that's why we got to start having meetings again. And yeah. you say, well, you did 7,000 talks around the world to multi seven or 8 million people live. And you just want to talk. Well, the truth is I do want to talk, but the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is because you've been in my audience, Tom, you know, once I start getting it and can galvanize the audience, it wakes people up and they just start shooting out their metaphorically, their crown chakra. And they're going, Holy cow. I do have the potential that Mark and Crystal are talking to me. And we've got giant talks coming up here in, in Vegas and in Houston and in Atlanta. And, and, you know, this is just the beginning of the year is happening. So, People are willing to come out again. Thank God. It just, but it's important. What Crystal's saying is 
we got to have that human interaction. That's what we were talking about even before we began, Tom, is that <clears throat> humans need to have contact like you're talking about. Yeah. Well, you two exemplify that. And we, all we want to do is be in the game to help you with that mission. Because, and it's such a beautiful thing to see you so well. Everybody's headed to the lazy boy chair at age 65. And here you are blasting out of that, talking about what's going on. It's so amazing. And that's what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. And you, that's what you should want to be when you grow up. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It, it absolutely is. And and just to see people in, in their, their true value, their true heart is so important. Mark, people are commenting down below that they want to come and see you all. And they're saying, come to Canada and come here and come there. How do people, is there a place where people can find out where to come in and be in a room with the two of you? Because I know that there's a lot of people that want to do that. Yeah, if they go to any of our websites like uh, Facebook or that and just type in Mark Victor Hansen or Crystal Dwyer Hansen, it'll be amazing. And then the other way is that uh, they can go to askthebookclub.com yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and we want to, uh, for free, uh, start to help them on the journey to become what we're calling a master asker at askthebookclub.com because we think that is the most important leverage going into the future to, to wake up you know, because you got to ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And, and uh, all three are equally important. And all of us need to master that going into a future that is worthy of us and to manifest everything that we can become. Master asker. All right. Who do we have next week? Adrian. Uh, Kim Melia. She's good. In Mexico. She's awesome. But how about her husband? Uh, not husband is Mike Fedick. I don't think that's her husband. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. This is going to be exciting. You two have been absolutely the greatest. This has been the Leg Legacy Leadership Show. We love the new name because this kid's a lot better at his dad, at being his dad than his dad is at being his dad. All the good, none of the bad. I love all of you. We'll see you all next week on the Legacy Leadership. Thanks, Mark and Crystal. Thank love you. It's been our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Don't hang up. We're All still right. live. We're still live on Facebook. Oh, my God. Yeah. Richard Brooke, thank you for, I mean, he's like our stenographer. Sean Murphy, all you people out there that love them so like we love them. Thank you. I mean, you guys. Thank you all. We love you guys. It's been a joy. And it's so nice to have them as friends. Yeah. And who you are, when the cameras are turned off, I want everybody to understand this. Go follow them and get plugged into them because they literally exemplify what's good about this world and let them be a part of your day every day, whether it's getting up and praying with your wife out loud. That was unbelievably, I can't even imagine doing it for the record, but <laughs> so she count, had to be careful because Denise is still watching. Oh my gosh. Juan Andre and Paul. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Well, guys. That's a whole new level of spiritual intimacy. Like there you right go. It's spiritual intimacy. And that is really powerful with couples. So don't underestimate spiritual intimacy. I need it because I'm telling you what, the other one's going right out the window with every year. I love you. <laughs> I'll see you before you know it. Take care of yourself and good night. Bye. Good night. Thank you guys. Drops mic.